Welcome back to the Bad Bounds Podcast, last on the leaderboards, but first in your hearts. And this week, we are not at full strength. We have Nico Mendoza, we have myself, Josh Park, but Austin Amaya and Kyle Silva are missing. They're over in Vegas playing in a golf tournament. So instead, we are joined by recurring guests, Cole the Comedian and Ryan Tetrot, the king of hot takes. We get into Justin Thomas and his struggles. Should he make the Ryder Cup team when Bryson DeChambeau is shooting 58 in the rain? What about Taylor Gooch? He's leading the lift tour. Anyways, we get into it. We get into the FedEx St. Jude Championship. We get into who's going to get into the top 50 to get into the BMW Championship. We're just going to let you know now. The list between top 50 and top 70 is not great. We think it's going to stay pretty chalk. We do good bounce, bad bounce, and we get into the leaderboard of the most overrated players of all time. But there's a couple subjects we don't hit, and I want to hit them real quick. A little two-pack, a little double-double. And the first one is the golf ball rollback. Now... It's confusing because it's just the RNA and the USGA. You would think that the USGA and the RNA would get together with first the players, who no one wants except for Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, and because Tiger plays a rolled bag golf ball, anyways. But anyways, you would think that they would meet up with the players. You would think that they would meet up with the PJ Tour when Jay Monahan has already said we're not going to roll the golf ball back. You would think they would meet up with the Masters Committee and the PJ Championship Committee, who seem to not want to roll the golf ball back. They haven't commented yet, but their silence kind of says it all that they're probably not going to go to a rolled back golf ball. And you would think they'll just all try to keep it uniform. But no, instead, the USJ and the RNA are doing their own thing. And the confusing part is they only host one tournament each. They only host two tournaments total, the US Open and the British Open. The, the, The tournaments this year were held to single digit winning scores. Well, actually not the British Open, but Brian Harmon won by six. Second place, was single digits. So the ter- the course is held up fine and both courses aren't very long. LA Country Club is old and guys were just bombing it down there. The fairways are wide, yet the winning score was 9 under and they had a marine layer the first day. If the marine layer wasn't there and it was hot like it was the rest of the week, the winning score is probably 1 or 2 under. And the British Open, Hoylake, short course. 13 under was the winner. Second place was 7 under. It played plenty tough, and they still didn't get the crazy win that they thought they were going to get, which would have made 17 really hard. You would have seen some high numbers. And yet, even with the regular golf balls, the course held up just fine. Yet, they rolled the golf ball back. But there's a little silver lining. The rolling of the golf ball makes these tournaments specifically really interesting. So what is the draw of the U.S. Open? Well, it's supposed to be the toughest test in golf. Seems like the PGA Championship is wants them to hold their beer, but the U.S. Open is known for long, rough, firm greens, super fast greens, players complaining, the course, nearly losing the course, and so the golf ball being rolled back actually helps combat that a little bit, in a way, because now you get more spin. So, let's say you have a wedge shot that's nearly impossible. Now, with that rolled back golf ball, you may be able to spin it and stop it. Who knows? Now, you can work it into pins a little bit more. But that's the catch. The ball is going to curve more. So, when you play the U.S. Open, that shot that used to hold and just go into the intermediate rough is now going to not hold and curve into the trees and the deep rough. So, you're going to have to pitch out sideways, and that can make the golf course more difficult. That makes hitting fairways more premium because you can, now you can land mid to long irons. So now the Brian Harmons, the shorter guys in the world, are going to be able to compete at these tougher events because the golf ball permits and actually enforces more of a fairway hit and trying to keep the ball a little bit more down so it doesn't spin out of control, get the ball down on the ground really quickly. And so I think it could be fun. 
And for the British Open, with weather, with water on the face, if you remember at the Masters, John Rahm and Brooks Koepka both struggled with water on the face and the ball over curving. And so now with the golf ball that curves even more, that's going to be an even bigger issue. And especially with the conditions and the winds, they're really going to have to work the ball. So the guys are going to have to get really creative and crafty. And that's just better entertainment for us. So I really think the rolled back golf ball could be a lot of fun. I could actually see a world in which it just adds another wrinkle, another layer, almost like wind that doesn't exist, you know, just built into a golf ball. That seems really fun and something that I can get behind. Now, the second topic, Lucas Glover. We didn't talk about him much just because we wanted to cover Justin Thomas missing the playoffs. But, uh, you know, he's been the butt of many jokes with him and his abusive wife, especially here on the Bad Balance podcast. But, man, he was pretty emotional with this win, especially for him. If you remember in 2009 when he won the U.S. Open at Bethpage Black, he didn't react at all. In fact, Nike had this commercial. It was a great commercial where three of the four major winners that year were Nike athletes and first-time major champions. It was Trevor Woman who won the Masters. It was Lucas Glover who, at the time, the U.S. Open was the second major of the year. He wins. And then uh, Stuart Sink wins the British Open, disappointingly, over Tom Watson. And so the commercial that Nike did was they had this kid line up with these three major champions who are Nike athletes, and they posed together in the way that the major champions celebrated. So Trevor Immelman specifically had flexed, I believe. I think Stuart Sink had both hands in the air. I can't remember Stuart Sink specifically because I was so upset that he won over Tom Watson. And then the funny part is the third winner was Lucas Glover, and they just stood there. And the kid was like, what are we doing? And Lucas Glover was like, I don't know what to tell you. It's a three-footer. Because Lucas Glover literally didn't react after winning the U.S. Open at one of the most historic golf courses, most difficult golf courses of all time. He just hit the three-footer, picked it up, took his hat off, and shook his competitor's hands like it was the second round of the, I don't know, Barracuda Championship. It was crazy. It was literally crazy. Rewatching it, it's really disorienting. Like, why did he not react? But this time when he won, he had a very, very emotional response because of everything he's gone through. I just... I just felt like we needed to shout him out and say congratulations to Lucas Glover with all the things that have gone on with your personal life, becoming public with his wife, going to therapy. His wife is put on probation. No wonder he lost his card. And it took him 10 years to win again when he won the 2021 John Deere. And so when he won this week and to see his emotional reaction and to see him kind of softening up and warming up and tears in his eyes, it was awesome. It was awesome. And... You know, you can congratulations. You deserve it. And tonight you can sleep in your bed safely. That was a Lucas Glover joke. I had to do it. Anyways, here's the podcast. But first, here's Harry Styles. Myself and Nico Mendoza, myself as in Josh Park. And we are joined by Ryan Tetral and Cole, their first podcast together, because Austin Amaya and Kyle Da Silva are in Vegas playing in a MAGA golf tournament. No, it is not America. Make America great again. It's the Mexican American Golf Association. Mexican American. I should be there. 
<laughs> Same. That's literally you. You're yeah, Mexican American. I, I couldn't make it. You're I'm like a, the whitest guy I know, but your last name is Mendoza. We're American. I'm we a heavy American in that Mexican American. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay here. <laughs> they need representatives from the American side. <laughs> Next year. Yeah. It's a very not a very diverse Mexican American golf no. association. <laughs> How did Kyle get in? Stay Silva. Yeah, <laughs> no, you really don't much. have to be Mexican or American. No, player. you just have to love drinking Modelo's and playing golf. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is Kyle DeSilva. Yeah, he's yeah. actually yeah. perfect. Uh, so we recorded the first probably forty minutes of this thing, and the damn metronome was going off, and I can't delete it. Yeah. So yep. here we are, just trying to bring the juice at nine twenty. Just running it back. Just yeah. running it back. Nothing, nothing back, back, baby. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll be better this time around. Yeah, yeah. it we sounded like a Machine it. Gun Kelly song there for a little. <laughs> Dang, which is pretty good usually. Yeah. But. I mean, I love Machine Gun Kelly, but we're not that talented. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that. All right, so we made the decision to. We usually lead with the PJ Tour event, but we're gonna live. We're gonna lead with the Live Tour event because it was just better. This is a better event with a better winner, with a better story. And as Ryan brings up, no one talked about it. So we're here to talk about it. And we're about to talk about it this way. Should Bryson DeChambeau make the Ryder Cup? Yeah, 100%. Ryan, Ryan and Cole are our yeah. live stands. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 100% a lot. If you want to win a golf tournament, you would have him on your team. Major champion, one of the best modern players in the golf game. Golf game. Game of golf. <laughs> yeah, he's a well lot. said. All right, here's a list for the Ryder Cup team. Number one, Scotty Schauffele. Number two, Wyndham Clark. Number three, Brian Harmon. Number four, Brooks Koepka. Number five, Xander Schauffele. Number six, Patrick Cantlay. Locks. Locks. If it ended today. Number seven, Max Homa. Number eight, Cam Young. Number nine, Jordan Spieth. Number ten, Keegan Bradley. Number eleven, Colin Morikawa. Number twelve, Sam Burns. That is the end of the list. If it was to be chalk. Number 13 is Ricky Fowler. Number 14 is Justin Thomas. And obviously the live guys are nowhere to be found because they don't get points out of the majors. Other than Brooks, because he finished second and he won one. And so he is fourth on the list. On that list, where would you put Bryson DeChambeau? One, again, I'll say the top six. Scheffler, Clark, Harmon, Kepka, Schauffele, Cantley. I put uh, Bryson right above Cantley. Put him at six. Yep. And bump Cantley up. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'd put him, I would say tied with Shoffley. Definitely not higher than Brooks, but I'd also put Brooks above Wyndham if we're going to actually include Liv. Yeah, like Wyndham and Brian Harmon. Yeah. Scott. I mean, Scotty, I think, deserves that number one spot. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think Easily. Bryson would probably fall in the number five spot around right. there. Yeah. Like, he should be a lock. Yeah. 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 He's playing He'll great. play. I, I think he'll play. He'll so, pick him. So as we were talking about earlier, he would probably he's definitely taking Keegan Bradley's spot. Yeah, Keegan, like Keegan at least has to know he's not making this Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean Keegan, just just take your your vice captain or your captaincy uh, coaching. What do they call it? A players assistant. Captain? Oh, assistant. Yeah. yeah, assistant captain or something. He should be happy. He still has sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Keegan, man. Has he won twice? He, this year? Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah, he won the Zozo. Oh, that doesn't yeah. count. I was like a year ago. Yeah, I mean, almost. But I see what you're saying. It's a great event. I mean, it technically, good, on paper, he's event. won twice. Here's the <laughs> other question. Taylor Gooch. He is leading the Live Tour money list. Should Taylor Gooch be on this team? Ryan? 
100%. If T. Gooch was playing on the PGA Tour this year, he definitely would be inside the top five in the standings. Um, I would say that he should be, you know, sixth or seventh in terms of uh, a captain's pick at this point. So the point system with the Ryder Cup is so major heavy. Mm. And uh, I think they did that to put an emphasis on the big events. I'm not quite sure why. They play similar courses, but it's super major heavy. And Taylor Gooch hasn't played great in the majors, but he didn't even play in one. On a course, that would be pretty good for him. Well, thank. If the world rankings were set up correctly, based on his performance this year, he would have been in majors. And as a betting man, I would say that he could have definitely contended this year in at least one major. Mm-hmm. Well, he played the British. He played Augusta. Right. And he didn't, and he didn't, didn't play, play great. great. Did he play the PGA? Mm. He missed the U.S. Open. Correct. PGA. He played uh, the PGA. I think he played the PGA. Yeah. So, Do we know how he did in the PGA? He didn't, he didn't do no, great. Not no. great. Yeah. I think he made the cut, but I don't think he... But yeah, that's, that's right, because he was on the, uh, the... The big stir was him not getting into the U.S. Open. Right. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I bet you he's going to try to Monday qualify, and he did it. He didn't even try? No. No, he stuck to his Interesting. Notes. But, yeah, he would definitely be on the list, right? And yeah. so... He should play. I, there still is a chance. So who is... Let's see. Okay, miscut at the Open and miscut at the PGA. Oh, he missed EMC'd, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so where would where would he be on our where? Who would you take out if you're putting in Taylor Gooch, Sam Burns, Colin Morikawa? They're not playing great. Jordan Probably Spieth. Sam Burns. I'd take out Sam Burns. Did we already take Keegan out? Keegan's out. Okay, then Sam Bryson. Burns. Yeah. And then Ricky and Justin. <sighs> well, they're out. Both. Both are out. Yeah, Ricky I wouldn't too? trust either. I mean, I think I, they're I also, both going to play. I would lump Spieth in. Doesn't mean I would too. pick them, but... Get rid of Spieth, throw Juge DeChambeau. So Cam Young is in no matter what. Cam Young should play. Yeah, Cam Young's been playing well. You've also guys... You also have guys that are further down the live money list, like DJ, mm-hmm. that are going to have uh, yeah. you know, a potential pick. Yeah, DJ, count them. Why did Brian Harmon win the British Open? <laughs> he did kind of ruin the major season. God. You, yeah. I think he'll be great on the Ryder Cup. I think so, too. He's going to just wet putts. He's a perfect partner. Yeah. And he's really match. good at match play, too. Yeah. Played in two Walker Cups. Played in yeah. two Walker Cups. He stayed in college to play in another one. And do you hear that story? I think I sent you guys a story where he was saying Anthony Kim was so nervous on the tee he couldn't play. And he was like, Anthony, you're so much better than any of these guys. Like, you just play your game. We're going to kick these guys' asses. That's pretty, which is pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Yeah. He's, but he was saying in that interview, he was like, I have never seen a talent like Anthony Kim in my life. God, I miss so Anthony now I kind So now I kind of like Brian Harmon after that story. But yeah. Yeah. he shouldn't have won that British Open. Uh, he should have. He won by six. He just six. made it so I mean, long. he played great, but yeah, it was just... He's third on the on the, on the the Ryder Cup list now. What Golf the media was more concerned about his... Uh, passion for hunting uh, opposed to how great he actually played in the event. That just shows the overall state of golf media. It's truly pathetic. Or his waggles. They or were, his waggles. They loved the his waggles. waggles are an issue. So dumb. I mean, yeah. the waggles were an issue. The I waggles agree. are it tough is, to watch. That was tough. Yeah. It is annoying, but for like Golf Digest to be putting it on their Instagram, like I feel like there's better stuff for them to cover. Golf Digest, yeah, they kind of throw up some random stuff up there. They try to be kind of like... Click the link in the bio for yeah. everything. They try to be 
they're almost trying to be in like a Zyre golf for like a funny page sometimes. Like that's not what you guys do. Yeah. Be good journalists. Yeah. I'm biased. Yeah. <clears throat> well, okay. So Cam Young is in for sure. Jordan Spieth is on the chopping block for you. I think so. Okay. So let's just say he's a maybe, right? Is Colin Morikawa a lock? I don't know why I trust him more than Spieth. I think he'd be a good partner is why I would pick him. I also think just for the mojo, America would flip on us if Colin Morikawa wasn't on the team. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have to pick him. Just out of popularity. So he's in? I don't have an issue with Morikawa. No. Okay. Yeah. So let's say those nine. So the nine again are Scheffler, Clark, Harmon, Kepka, Shoffele, Cantlay, Homa, Young, who's in, and Morikawa. Homa's very suspect. He's seventh though. You can't He's pick, right. Yeah. You can't pick the guy. You can't not pick the guy who's seventh. Yeah. So now we have three captains picks. And we'll call these the bad bounce boys picks. I like that. The bad bounce picks between Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Taylor Gooch, Dustin Johnson. We get three choices. So you guys are saying Ricky and JT are out. I mean, if you want to win and have your best players, they probably should be out with the, with that lineup. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. I think Zach Johnson's going to pick freaking JT, Ricky, yeah, he's maybe pick DJ. The spring break. Or Bryson. Sure. Maybe even Bryson over DJ, to I be honest. I forgot Spieth on that list. So I'll, we have oh, six pick players Spieth, for yeah. three, three spots. I mean, here's what's going to happen. Spieth, Thomas, and D- Bryson are getting it. I agree, yeah. I think that's who he picks. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Who do we think is the best three? They'll pair Spieth and Thomas together for partner yeah. matches. I mean, Which is smart. They play well they're together. Dynamic they're dynamic duo. Friends. Yeah. I mean, Scheffler, Clark, Harmon, Kepka, Shoffle, Cantley, Homa, Young, DeChambeau, JT, and Jordan should win the Ryder Cup. Yeah. No matter where it is in the world. I mean, Brooks, yeah. a Brooks-Bryson partnership in the Ryder Cup would be... That'd be dirty. Unbelievably fun to watch. Yeah. And the other <laughs> team would just be, like, scared. That would yeah. be like, these are some big boys. That would be <laughs> terrifying. That's a fucking T-Rex partnership right there. <laughs> T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> and T-Rex. we were saying earlier, too, like, David Puig has been playing great. He should have a bid at this, yeah. this Ryder Cup. Europe, Europe needs him. He... Well, okay. Actually, we didn't say this last time. I don't think he qualifies. Pui? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's on live. He's so, on yeah. a European tour. I was going to say, yeah, none of Euro events. Yeah, yeah you know, they have to pick him, yeah. Can he? Can they still pick him even if he I'm, isn't a member? I'm pretty sure. Oh, because he never... Yeah. He went straight to live, right? Yeah. You're saying? Yeah. I think they can still pick him. Okay. I feel like, yeah, you can yeah, pick I guess so. I think the they changed that with the whole litigation. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So Rory, Rom, McIntyre, Yannick, Paul, Adrian, Moronk, Tommy, Fleetwood, Rasmus, Hoshgard. I think we all agree that like Tyrell Hatton eleven is a lock, and yeah. Victor at yeah. fifteen is a lock. Absolutely. Uh, Thorbjorn. Yeah, he's been playing well. Yeah, probably a lock. Alex Noren maybe. Not uh, a lock, but not a lock. But Matt Fitzpatrick. That's a lock. That's a lock. Got to be a lock. And then Sepp Straka got to be a lock. How many people is that? Anyways, there's, they should at least, I mean, Thomas Peters. Mm. He's been playing good too. Actually. Yeah. He was, he showed up at, he showed his face here and there at the majors. Yeah. He's been playing solid. They'll probably pick him. Right. 
So this is all over the place. And we were saying that it must be harder for Luke Donald to pick the, his captain's picks than Zach Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Zach Johnson has some like obvious contenders. And outside of that group, there's really nobody else that should be on that list. Yeah. Luke's got to get kind of creative with his picks. Especially because right. he has nine picks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Is Ludwig in it? No. He has to be a pick? Yep. Oh, you pick, saying, he's picking Ludwig. Auto. Probably. He's a lock. I could see Luke picking like an older guy who probably won't play as well, but just to be like kind of a leader figure. Like That's Justin Rose? Too. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Jay uh, Rose. Not a bad that. pick. A PGA Tour member who's 90th on the list, on yep. the Ryder Cup list. Former wow. but major champion. Older, been around I mean, the block. he's been playing pretty solid, so I could see him picking him. It's because last year he laid an egg. Yeah. So this year he's kind of making a He won percentage. the AT&T this yep. current year, right? Yep. But he's someone who Pebble. can get a point for sure for the European team. Yeah, I mean, he's Probably been playing three, solid. But he could get a point. He's been playing solid. And he could be someone who could bring the team together who all could, like, because there's going to be some rookies on this team for Europe. Right. There's a lot of rookies, I think. Potential. Yeah, so... It'll be fascinating. Yeah. Um, I think they picked the list after the FedEx Cup playoffs, right? Yeah. After the True Championship. Yep. Pretty shortly after, I believe. Yeah. Well, the biggest story out of the Wyndham, congratulations to Lucas Glover's first win in 10 years. I went into that a little in the intro. Justin Thomas. What the hell is wrong with Justin Thomas? I mean, the, the biggest story is that Justin Thomas, 71st, missed the playoffs by one spot, and Adam Scott was 72. Yeah, what crazy. are the chances? And they both had some pretty good weeks. Honestly, like it was they did. Sunday. I was like, the golf sucks this weekend. By the time it was Sunday, I was like, not bad. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of yeah, lines no, I mean, for the Wyndham, I mean, pretty good. Yeah, pretty I'd good. Say. It was kind of cool to have like, it was much more of a wild card week than if yeah. the years past has right. been right before the playoffs. Yeah, you had big like, names there was actual on the, on the bubbles we were watching for yeah. Scott and Thomas, the obvious ones. Right. If they played well. Let's take those two guys off the list, and let's say they were in the top fifty. Mm-hmm. Then the guys on the bubble would have been Ben Griffin, JJ Spawn, Vincent Norman. Yeah, it would have been. And we wouldn't have cared. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of worked out. It I mean, kind of worked like, out. The great, biggest yeah. name would have been like Gary Woodland and Danny Willett. Like, yeah, mm. that's a good point. Yeah, but yeah, dropping it down to top seventy, I like. It makes it more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I didn't mind it actually. It's because I think them playing that many events made because it was four events. Yeah. And then they had a week in between the third event and the tour championship. It was like five week odyssey. Yeah, and yeah. all over the country too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a little too long for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what the hell's wrong with Justin Thomas? We'll go. We'll go this way. Cole. Um, I mean, it's. I think it's a lot of mental stuff going on. He has the whole world basically saying you're in a slump now, and it's like. He was probably in a little bit of one, but it's like once people catch on to the fact that you've missed cuts in a row and stuff and pointing out, that's me on the top of your head. And then you're, people are asking, is Justin back instead of, is he playing better again or something? Like this idea of being back, I think puts guys in a box. Like look at Tiger, Rory, Spieth, um, I don't know who else has suffered that. Like Luke Donald, I feel like, has been in a position where they've had to be like, come back. I mean, this it, year, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, two big too. ones. But it diminishes like any good play. Instead of someone saying, no, you had a good tournament or a good round, they're like, oh, does this mean he's back yet? 
and it just like clouds any good play or any advances you make. Right. I think it's tough to break out of that. He was pretty impressive in the in the press conferences this week. Mm-hmm. He like owned up to it, just face face like I'm struggling, but I'm gonna be better for this on the other end. And he didn't try to, you know, yeah, he didn't get pissed at the media. Yeah, he was just yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's, you know it's, I agree. I'll come out better. He was like composed. He seems yeah. pretty strong with what's happening right, right. inside his own head. Right. But I think if it continues, it'll the weight will increase. Right. Right. You know, I think that JT is in a vulnerable position. With that said, I think that he's an incredible talent. Definitely one of the best modern players in the game. Um, I just think that he has to be very careful that he doesn't start to look for external uh, sources to get better, whether that be changes in his swing, the way he approaches the game, his diet, fitness regimen. I hope that he doesn't try to plaster some of those new items onto his current DNA because that's when you can really... Uh, get off course yeah the first time we did this we talked about jt's diet and how he went to this keto diet or a plant-based diet i can't remember it was such a long time ago. he's saying his body feels better and we were saying jt as a skinny guy it just reminded me of baseball players like i told the story cody bellinger came into our castle fullerton gym and he's gained 20 pounds of pure muscle he was massive six four built and they were saying there's no way he keeps it throughout the season he's hoping to lose just 10 to 15 pounds of muscle throughout the season because they lean out they play so many games whereas Pablo Sandoval Panda the other way he gains 20 pounds throughout the season and loses it in the offseason and then gains it again during the season so like big guys will be big little guys will be little yeah Yeah. and so can relate you know if he does go full vegan diet we can uh, safely assume that the ship is going to sink and that he'll be playing on many <laughs> tour events here. No, absolutely not. I am absolutely not as well. Not. JT needs to get on a big carnivore diet. That'll yeah. solve most of his issues. Meat so. is the way. Keegan did that earlier this year. I don't know if he's still on it, but he lost like 20 pounds doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can lose weight. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You can lose a lot of something else too. <laughs> All right, Nico, what do you think is wrong with JT? JT, um, I mean, I think the... I, I I know his putting really kind of went downhill. I know statistically he didn't go like that much downhill, but I think the putting got in his head and a c- combo with that and the way he was hitting it got worse. He was always a pretty good ball striker. He might have started to start to shape it too much. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, like maybe take too much yardage off. He loves to do those feathered nine irons, feathered wedges, which I do think works out for him pretty well just based on his like swing mechanics. Like when he... <clears throat> when he does do those those soft shots, I think the you know his swing just works better. His, his footwork is better, um, but I think maybe he just kind of went a little too far with that and the shot shaping. So he just kind of lost like you know the feel, and then his his mechanics probably probably got a little worse with 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 shaping it more. I mean that kind of tends to happen. So Justin Thomas this year strokes gained tee to green twenty fourth. Not bad. Gains about a stroke around 0.933. But in 2021, he was third. In 2020, he was third. In 2019, he was first. And in the season that he won five times, 2016, 2017, he was fifth. And that year, he had his best putting year in 40th. And That's so, a good combo. It's just like, we just forget. Justin Thomas won five times in one season. Who's the last yeah. person to do that? Tiger Woods. Oh, well. In this era, it's Justin Thomas. No one has done it since Justin Thomas. Right. And so, which is crazy to think about. Which is yeah. crazy to think about. No one has done it since him. So, you know, Justin Thomas is a very good golfer, but that 
to your point, is almost going against him, in my opinion. I just think he's hitting way too many different kinds of shots. Right. Like he's lifting his lead, lead foot up to gain 15 yards, learning how to feather one to take 15 yards off and hitting low draws and just hitting way too many shots when he was never playing like that. He was just a ball striker who just kind of point and shoot with the ability to hit those shots, really called for it. And now he may see it here and there because it's into the wind, you know, uphill. He's like, let me feather an eight iron from 150. Right. Pin stuck on the left. Right. I'll hit a big swooping draw. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas other guys didn't hit those shots. And now he just sees it all the time. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's it could be a good example of guys getting on tour. And although JT has been out there for a while, you know, maybe he wasn't having the success that he thought he should have. And maybe he thought that he needed to add in some other theatrics and other parts of his game to get to that next level. Yeah. I mean, those guys at that level always want to get better. Like, mm-hmm. they, they're they not normal. Right. You know? Yeah. But sometimes so. that can be misguided. Exactly. It reminds me of, like, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's trying to add a three and add a mid-range in order to expand the game and so that he can drive more in the lane because in one year in the playoffs, they built a wall and he couldn't do his thing, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And it did him a disservice. He... He yep. had the worst year of his career this year, and it's still a good year, but yeah, it, he just wasn't the same. So it's when you ignore your strengths to pursue that next thing. Yeah, and and, then, yeah. and then the thing that set you apart is now average in comparison. Yeah, it's a fine line though, because he could hit those shots better than anyone, and it's mm-hmm. pretty when he when he hits that little softy and it just dances That's around the hole. Awesome to it's watch. Sick. Him. Yeah, he does it as chipping too, which I don't think is helping him. Right. Yeah, he, can, he takes a lot of big swings around the greens. Yeah, and he can hit right. him here and there, and you're just like, wow, that was sick. Right. But who plays golf like that? That's how, like, Instagram influencers play golf. He plays Instagram influencer golf. He does. Yeah. On tour. <laughs> right. Yeah, he hits pretty shots, not necessarily yeah. best shots. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you start shaping it a lot, especially on every shot, like, your mechanics are going to get... I mean, not always going to get worse, but confused. They're getting, yeah, exactly. So you need to kind of back down. That's a good thing about Tiger is like, you know, he hit a lot of shot shaping, but he always had that like swing feel or that swing kind of something off that he was working on yeah. on the stock shot. Right. And we would talk about it early on this pod. We would be like, we love the way JT works the ball. We wish Rory was able to work it like a JT. Right. And we might be wrong. It may just do him a disservice unless your name is Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's do our good bounce, bad bounce. Mm. This is where we go through our good bounce and our bad bounces of the week. Cole is our guest. You get to choose. Are we doing a good bounce first or bad bounces first? Ooh, let's start with our bad bounces. All right, go ahead. All right. Um, my bad bounce for the week was I caddied for a friend at the Long Beach Open over the weekend. He was uh, he played well the first two days. I think he was tied for tenth going into the weekend, and then just L after L out there, bogey, bogey, bogey. We ended up. I didn't get much of that ten percent, you know. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, Nico Mendoza. Oh, was actually, was yeah. <laughs> On that note, that'll be my bad bounce of the week. Um, actually, it's a bad, it's a good and a bad bounce. You know, like you said, I played well the first two days in Long Beach Open. And then just just gave it all away with uh, Cole caddying on the bags. So. Was it was it the caddy's fault? Because Kyle De Silva dipped well uh, and ditched you for. Well, for he doesn't Vegas. need to respond. But the only difference from Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday was was my caddy. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so What's that was Cole my, like as a caddy. 
Oh, he he was good. He was good. Surprisingly professional. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a great. You're just like that's a great term. Term. Yeah. God, who's, he was a professional caddy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was drinking on the course. <laughs> How professional? <laughs> could so all my caddies were drinking. Um, so it was nothing new. So that didn't yep. affect it. But all uh, right, what's your bad bounce of the week? It is the golf media failing to recognize one of the greatest rounds that we've ever seen and highlight one of the best active players in golf, winning at a huge uh, event that stacked with some of the best players in the world. You know, they failed to recognize how great Bryson really is. He's one of the best active modern players, uh, you know, and it's a historic round. He joined one other guy that has shot 58 on a major golf tour, you know, that's recognizable, um, and that being Jim Furyk. That is a bad bounce. I will be honest, though. I didn't even know there's a little event going on. Is that their fault or is that the media's fault or is that my fault that's a great question josh that's the media's fault but you know the good thing to come out of this is i think that golf media and and just media as a whole is going to become more decentralized um with golf channel and other you know publications failing to cover live i think that it just creates more opportunity for influencers and podcasters to pick up on that you know missed area um so i think it's going to be a net positive for the game Okay. Positive outlook. Yeah. Just if, if that's going to become the case, more people are just going to have to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As, as it stands right now, I don't know, but very curious. Yeah. Very curious. Where the live ends up. That was the best tournament of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Although I didn't see it. Bryson ran away with it, but yeah. Uh, what did he win by? I, I think he, he won was by four, but he was behind going into the last. Yeah. Day, yeah, right? yeah. But then it's a shotgun. I think he shot like 65, 60. No, 62.58. On the weekend or yeah. the two day last two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 62.58. Think about that. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, the PGA Tour event, the big news was who was going to get 15th and 11th, not who was winning. Yeah. Yeah. We like, even talked like about that. That's not a good tournament. If, yeah, the high, if people right. are like, oh, who's going to get into the top 70 based on their top 15 finish? Yeah, the highlight of the uh, PGA Tour event this week was Justin Thomas rolling around on the uh, you know, 18th <laughs> yes. chipping area uh, after he <laughs> failed to qualify for the playoffs. And this is a top <laughs> 25 player in the world. Yeah, how, how is Bryson still outside the top 100 after his performances last week? So it's just <laughs> highlighted all the flaws in the world golf ranking system, which obviously needs to be corrected. Um, so, you know, I hope that... Uh, golf and all of its resources can get it together and, and make this whole thing better. I agree. Yeah. They at least realize the ranking system is off. I think 100%. Yeah. Like Especially have, with the majors and the way that yeah. showed up in them, it really highlighted like, all right, they're still getting real competition. Yeah. They, out there, they realized. Yeah. Yeah. That part about it. So I think next year they'll be fine. Everything yeah. will be all right. Yeah. They'll, they'll need some revamping in there. So system. net positive, like our boy. So yeah. there you go. Oh, you had your bad yeah, bounce. Yeah, I kind of comboed it. All right. My bad bounce of the week is the PJ Tour schedule has been released for 2024. Right. There are now uh, eight. They're changing the name. Uh, oh, instead no. of elevated events, they're now calling it signature events. God, why do they do that? Now it's all better. Because now, <laughs> yeah. it's, now it's different. <laughs> yeah. It's not 24 events anymore. It's just eight. Oh. So there's eight signature events, but <laughs> like the live, they're limited fields. Right. 70 to 80 players. 
I'm just going to let uh, you guess, Ryan. Have you seen the schedule? I have. Okay. Mm. Have you seen the schedule, Nico? Yeah, I pretty much did. Have you seen I, the I've seen the signature. But I didn't I see, you know, I, I don't know them all, but I, I saw a couple of them. Okay. I'll just say it then. The Century Tournament Champions. Mm-hmm. Fair. The Genesis Invitational. Fair. Arnold Palmer. Fair. RBC mm-hmm. Heritage. Wells Fargo Championship. The Memorial. And Travelers. Pretty good. Pretty good little... The notables that are left out are like the Wasted Management Open. The Waste Management Open. The I'm okay open. with that, to be honest. I'm okay with that, too. And then the one that they added this year is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I'm okay with that, too. Which is great. I like yeah. it, but I almost want to make all four days at Pebble somehow. If you're going to make Ooh. it a signature. They're making the last two days at Pebble. Okay. And so they're doing Pebble and, and Spy. No Spy Monterey Castle. Peninsula anymore? No Monterey. Mm, okay. I like that. I like I that. I like that. Yeah. So they're doing Spy and Pebble. And there's going to be 80 amateurs only because there's only 80 players. Perfect. It's, and then the first two days are the amateurs. Okay. And the last two days are only the professionals. No cut. For so mm, for the pros? For the pros. So there's a 36-hole pro-am thing. Oh, I, I, like I that. think that's great. Yeah. I like that a lot Because that event needed needed some revamp. Because, yeah, you have a tournament at Peb, and it's like one of the least popular Yeah, yeah events. no, that's what It was yeah. not good. The past yeah, because they're just years. playing in this massive pro-am thing, and Bill Murray's just like being ridiculous and <laughs> stepping on people's lines and doing it and just like, yeah, Josh kind of hates Bill Murray. I kind of hate yeah. Bill Murray, which once he said it, I kind of realized, I think I, I kind of hate him too. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty cringe. He's pretty cringe. Yeah. Just like, he's like just a senile old man now. Yeah. He's been point. senile since like Caddyshack. Yeah. He's True. played Caddyshack his whole life now. Right. He is yeah. Caddyshack. Yeah. Like also he, hot take. I don't know. Caddyshack's not the best golf movie. Yeah, it's mediocre. Yeah, it's yeah. for old people. It's just okay. So if you're, uh, you know, that age, no offense, no offense. But it doesn't have anything on the greatest game ever played. Oh, great! Movie. Is that the best golf movie of all time? It is. Yeah. Well, Tin Cup's up there too. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say Tin Cup's, Cup's one of my favorites yeah. as far as comedies. I mean, Happy Tin Gilmore. Cup, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, top two. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so then there, the AT&T Pebble Beach is going to be 36 holes for the AMs. I played with a gentleman who played in it. Gareth Bale, football star, and he. Football. I asked him. I was like, "Are you going to be like? Does, does that upset you? Like that they're cutting that off?" And he's like, "If I was one of them, I wouldn't want that either." Because I yeah. can't imagine some celebrity running on a, on a soccer field, football field with me. Like I would lose it. Yeah, I think they yeah. they get it. They get it, especially mm-hmm. the the athletes. The athletes yeah. I think get it. Yeah, they they totally get actors, it. Actors, businessmen, they. I, I can can see the them. CEOs are probably. I could see like, them being what? all. Yeah, uproar, but and I think it's better that. It's only 80 amps. I can imagine with 144 amateurs, it's a six-hour round. Yeah. And they're like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. how the guys who win the the 18 team pro-am, like, in the past years, like, good on them. Because, I mean, they went, they, like you said, they went through six-hour rounds. Mental they're, they're, test. Yeah. They're helping their amateur out mm-hmm. while playing a tournament yeah. at, at Pebble. Right. Like, that's just a lot going on. Yeah. Now, the three... Tournaments that are hosted by players, which is hosted by players. Yes, Genesis. Genesis. Wait, what does that mean? It's hosted by a player. It's got a player's name attached to it. Oh, I mean, I see. Okay, Tiger, AP yeah, and Memorial. So the Genesis, okay. AP, and Memorial, nice, are all full fields. I like that. Those like are that. those are one of some of my faves. Mostly because yeah. Tiger in an interview said 
I will do everything. I will get in front of this so that we have a full field. Good. Love like that. that. And so now and he is like, on the, the board now. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the board now. Players policy board, right? Yes. Right. And so now there's five, you know, five events that are limited field, three elevated signature events that are full field. I think sure. that's great. I think it's good. I think it's yeah, a that good sounds spread. That sounded great. Them, yeah. As long as they're not right after a major, which I did not check. I don't like that they play. Um, they need to not do signature right or elevated events right yeah. after. Especially major. if there's only eight. Yeah, which I'm assuming since they limited eight, they're not going to do that. But right. I didn't check. Now I am curious how they're going to fill the rest of the schedule. Right. Because it's yet to be determined. But have they put dates for? Yeah. No. Everything's up. The whole schedule is up, but I just there has to be some kind of live PGA merge. Right, you're tournament. right. Oh, yeah. There's there, uh, there's to me. Yeah. So the the elevated events this year worked. The ratings were the highest mm-hmm. for those events, and the other events, it's basically the Orlando Magic playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. No right. one, no it's one like cares. Day baseball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one cares, and that's fine. Yeah. So. Compared to the whole year sucking, they got the best players in for 20 events. True. So now it's down to eight. Why would they go away from formula that works? There has to be something in the works. And yeah. I'm very curious about that, especially because Liv has 15 events. Like, I'm very, very curious. Are There There are no gaps in the schedule, right? Everything is fully announced? Yep. Yep. So um, you're hinting at the idea that there could be some Liv events that are being paired up with the PGA Tour next year. Well, that, that's, that was being told that mm. was going to happen, right? Yeah. That it's going to be on a global scale. Yeah, I would assume that, you know, they would want to do that. Yeah, for sure. I think just purely alone for, like, world ranking points, too. Like, they want you have to, to combine yeah. some of those live and PGA tournaments. I'm very curious what they're going to do about the world rankings. Yeah. There's so much that's yet to be solved. Really? It really is. There and really no one's is. really talking about it. Yeah. Because no one knows. No one knows. So, that's yet to I be think uh, Tiger should just be the PGA Tour commissioner. Yeah. I mean, Jay should be gone. I just don't know if Tiger even wants that. No, because he probably no it would be conflict of interest for him to keep playing if he took that role. Well, he's yeah. done. I hate to. I say I think it. he's gonna try to play again. Yeah. I hope he does. You know who doesn't believe Tiger Woods is done? Tiger Woods. Yeah, which true. I love about him. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, so maybe maybe his surgery. Role. If it, if his surgery helped him walk, then he's not done because his game was there, but he just can't walk. Very yeah. true. All right, good bounce. Good bounce. Um, oh, we're doing a staff match play at my work, and I won my first match against our marketing director. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take that, marketing. El, El Prado Chino Creek won two up the on goat. 18. One of the Had finest courses. Too. Match play, though. I was looking good. Nice. Well, uh, was it handicap? Or, uh, we were we played in the same handicap, so it was straight up. Oh, Nice. Um, El Prado, Chino Creek, shout out to one of the best courses in the, mm-hmm. in this, uh, county. What? Incredible layout. <laughs> I love it. All right. I love design. Chino Creek. It's a beaut. Yeah. Ryan, if, what is if your... If Ryan's saying it's a beaut, it's a beaut. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things. You either want McDonald's or Mastro's. Exactly. Who gets Claim Jumper? Yeah. Black Gold? There's... Claim jumper. Yep. Actually, How dare you? Red <laughs> I'd throw Los Serranos in there too. I'm a big Los, fan. Yeah, I like Love Los Serranos. Yeah. On, on a windy day, it'll test you. Los Serranos is yep. like a Chick fil A. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And El Prado is like Wendy's. Four for four. <laughs> which, which is a good deal. Yeah. 
And sometimes you, you crave get a it. banging deal for what you get. <laughs> you know, the best part about Serranos and Prado is you have nice open start lines. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can, you can shape it out there. Yep. yep. JT would love it. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right, Ryan, what is your good bounce of the week? Oh, undoubtedly, it is the Tate brothers being released from house arrest. Uh, <laughs> two of the biggest advocates for male mental health. Uh, it is a great honor to see them released. Honor. <laughs> I didn't know that. So the media is covering that up, huh? <laughs> that and Good Bryson. To know. So congrats, that and Bryson. congrats to the Tate brothers on being released. Congrats, Tate brothers. Yeah. Have We're a all day. happy for you over here at the Bad Bounce. Boys. Have a day, Tate yeah. bros. Tate up, Tate up. All right. Uh, Nico. Um, so I mean, kind of, I kind of combined. Oh, my, that's right, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, you played well the first time. Sorry, this is like Austin saying the best things that start with the letter A are Austin, Alicia, uh, it's not and Maya. That, it wasn't that bad. That was pretty bad. Well, yeah, if he didn't say that, he'd get in trouble when he got home. So, <laughs> at least, yeah, that's true. All right, I don't have a good bounce of the week. I have another bad bounce of the week. Wow, what a tough wow, week. Rough Negative week. Answer, yeah, Jesus. It's because the Tate brothers only just got out. That's why you're so sad. <laughs> Big <laughs> mental week health up. was lacking until now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the U.S. women's soccer team oh, lost. Oh, that's a bad balance on many levels. And they didn't score the last two games. And Alex Morgan, she's supposed to be great. Well, right? she's, she's kind of old now. And yeah, but she was like supposed to be great, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in her prime. In the last 17 World Cup games, there's one game where she scored five goals as a striker. What the hell? Unbelievable, right? Damn. Outside of that, in 17 games, she scored two goals. She's supposed to be the striker, the one who scores. Yeah, she's she's going to retire after this, I think. And that's just a bad beat. Yeah. Bad bounce. That's just a bad bounce. All right, that's good bounce, bad bounce. Let's take a break. All right, we're back. We're going to make our bets for the FedEx St. Jude Championship. So right now in the standings, we're just going to go through 45 to 55. We have JT Poston, Tom Hoagie, Mackenzie Hughes, Cam Young, Lucas Glover, Nick Hardy. That rounds out the top 50. Then Alex Smalley, 51. Thomas Dietrich at 52. Taylor Montgomery, 53. Davis Riley, 54. Brandon Wu, 55. Hideki Matsuyama, 57. Keith Mitchell, 58. All right. Who do you think gets in? Uh, <sighs> and is it in and out of that list? Hmm. Like quickly, I'll go through 50 to 70. So it's Smalley, Dietrich, Montgomery, Davis, Riley, Brandon Wu, Hayden Buckley, Hideki Matsuyama, Keith Mitchell, Mark Hubbard, Matt Kuchar, Steven Yeager, Cam Davis, Sam Ryder, Sam Stevens, Aaron Rye, Bo Hosser, Matthew Neesmith, Vincent Norman, JJ Spawn, Ben Griffin. I think Cam Young stays in for sure. Okay. If there's anyone I would put money on. Yeah. Out of those, the next week. Yeah, Cam, Cam Young, Young stays in. Lucas Glover finished third here last year. Yeah, no I, w- I like Lucas's chances. I mean, he's hot right now. You don't think he does it again? I don't think so. I mean, he's he just hot. has to get like top 20, right? To get in next week. Something like that. I mean, he's probably a lock at that point. Like, Ben Griffin's not getting in. No. No. Ben Griffin, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, out of this list, I don't know. I kind of just see it going chalk. I the can't guys see. who are past fifty that you just kind of read. I mean, that I, is just a shot. In I the mean, dark. Kucher, I couldn't tell you. Kucher, I he's just so old now. <laughs> 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 Sam Ryder had a good week last week. Cam Davis had a good week last week. Aaron Rye's got all the talent in the world. Bo, Bo is a hit or miss. Bo's been playing well until he almost finished DFL last until week. Until I bet on him as until the you bet on him bet and of the you, put year. The, you put the Nico Jinx on him. Yep. Vincent Norman's been hot as of late. I'm mean, Vincent Norman qualifies. Vincent late. Norman's probably the hottest of that group. <sighs> Sam Ryder, I could see just having a week, kind of. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He had one good week at Tory, and then I haven't seen him since. Yeah. I mean, last week he had a pretty solid finish. I mean, he's, but. he's done good enough to be here. I feel like he, he can have those random sure. good weeks here and sure. there. And Tory's a pretty big you're a, a good field normally, yeah. you know? Like he's that not. Was a, yeah, that was a while ago, though. And between Nick yeah. Hardy, Lucas Glover, Cam Young, Mackenzie Hughes, Tom Hogan, and JT Poston, those are some solid golfers. Adam Hadwin, yeah. good players. I say so, JT yeah. Poston gets in. That's the only one. He's I, already in. Oh, I mean, I, he stays, stays in. in. Lucas yeah. Glover stays in. I mean, the names yeah. above the top 50 line are so much better Paris than that English, 50 Andrew to Andrew yeah, yeah. Eric Cole. What a year by Eric Cole. Yeah. Brendan yeah. Todd, Adam Savenson. Ben on who's playing great. Matt Fitzpatrick, Lee Hodges, who just won recently. Sahith Gala, like I can right. see Sahith moving into tour championship. This week. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, due. Let's make our bets. So Nico Mendoza, you could start us off. What is your free bet of the week? That is minus one fifty to plus one fifty. All right. I have been uh struggling as you know in these bets. So I'm really going just just really for the free bet. Um as it's stated. I'm gonna go Scotty Scotty Scheffler. Top ten minus one fifty. Wow, you're just barely, I'm just going so vanilla. You just saw the first name on the betting. I'm sheet, just trying like, to really scrape my way into some money. So wow, minus one fifty on a top ten is insane. Oh. That's yeah, kind of a really bad bet. <laughs> I for your free bet, that's a bad one. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone top five plus one forty. Probably would have been. Probably a decent bet compared to that one compared to the odds, but I just I just really need to I need a favorite to just hit. I guess it makes sense that it's minus one fifty because it's only a field 70 of seventy players, people. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's not terrible, but No, I, the more the more I say it, the more I like it. Perfect. Ryan, what is your free bet of the week? Patrick Cantlay plus one fifty for a top ten this week. Easy dub. Our, our guys have been struggling. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. Our guy's been struggling, but you know, if there's he's due. He's if there's ever a guy to bet on, it's it's Patrick Cantley. Famous yeah. last words. That's true. I just put <laughs> the J Park jinx on him. So good luck, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. I'll, I'll go over past last few events. The Open, tight thirty third. Genesis Scottish Open, missed cut. Travelers T four. He always plays well there. U.S. Open T fourteen. Yeah, the Memorial thirtieth, uh, PGA ninth, which feels like a oh, year okay. ago at this point. Yeah. Wells Fargo twenty first, Harvey Heritage third. Mm. All right, yeah, yeah, a like a decent year. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, free bet, Tom Kim top twenty plus one twenty five. That's plus one twenty five. Huh. Yeah. Wow. It's a top good bet. 20, yeah, He's trending. Bad. And he played well here last he year. He had that fake injury year. though, so it could that's be. That's true. We don't know. <laughs> Well, that's why it's plus 125. <laughs> you played well here last year. We don't know year. how serious that fake injury was. So, There's a man who lost in a playoff last year, and he should not have lost in the playoff last year. 
Because Will Zalatoris hit it up against the rock. He didn't know that, and he hit in the water. Uh, Sepp Straka, minus 140, top 30 is my free bet of the week. And that is, I that, thought about that one. That should be free. I thought about that one too, yeah. That should be free. All right. Good bet. Bad bet of the week, plus 500 or more, which is tough in a field of only 70 players. Yeah. True. There you go. Um, so I am going with Emiliano Grillo plus 550 top 10. Okay. I think that's a, I'm going to bet most of my money on that. Cause I, that's actually, I still need to be swinging. Bet. Yeah. We, we got to swing. I got to sure. swing. I, I, I don't know if uh, we stated it, but I, my freest bet of the year last week was Bo Hostler and he shot about 80 the first day. So <laughs> we're swinging tonight. All right, Ryan. Doubling down on Lucas Glover's recent good play, plus 550 for a top 10 this I week. I like that. Pretty good bet. I like that a lot, actually. Can he do it? Can back he to back. It? He's hot. It's funny. Your free bet, Josh, is my bad bet. I'm taking <laughs> Sepp Straka top five plus 900. Oh, okay. I see what you I did like there. Mm-hmm. I see Not what you did there. Not bet. a bad bet. flipperoo. Yep. Yeah. Not a bad. That's why they have us on this podcast. So not yep. a bunch of yes men. Little flipperoo. <laughs> 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 like when Kyle and Austin are here. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why I'm just feeling it. We got to throw this man a bone. We're going to get Keegan Bradley. Oh, boy. Oh. Our boy, we you kicked it, out of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Top Five plus twelve hundred. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. The hottest take possible, didn't you? (laughs) I got a swing just as Nico Mendoza must swing. Yeah, that's a swing. I respect the swing right there. And I don't have to put that much to make more. That's true. Top ten, you said. Top five. Oh, it's a swing. That's a swing. Yeah, that's a swing. (laughs) But you have the odds to prove it. It's only seventy players. All right, let's allocate our money real quick. Nico Mendoza, go ahead. All right, I am going only two hundred dollars on my boy Scotty for uh, top ten minus one fifty, and then I'm going to go eight hundred dollars Emiliano Grillo plus five fifty top ten. Whoa! Yeah, I'm going to do the math on that later. But as of this moment, you're down thirty eight hundred dollars for the year. Yeah, we're still swinging. Let's fake a thousand dollars. Yeah, Ryan, right down the middle, five hundred on each. What were your two bets? It was Glover, yep. plus five fifty for a top ten this week. P Cantlay plus one fifty top ten. Love it. Those are two pretty good bets. Yeah, I'm going nine hundred on Tom Kim wow. at plus one twenty five. Let's go, baby. And the other hundred on Sap at plus nine hundred top five. Let's go. All right. Two little like thousand dollar wins. You're right hoping there. that injury was was pretty fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect that. It's definitely fake. It's Tom Kim, dude. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. I'm going $800 on Sepp Straka top 30 minus 150. And going $200 on Keegan Bradley top five plus 1200. Understandable. Yeah. Because then I'll win $2,400. Understandable bet. And I will be back to like minus 2000 ish. That sounds great. How do the totals currently sit? You're just down everything, Nico. Uh, I've lost every week. Yeah, Nico is <laughs> at negative thirty eight hundred. I'm at negative forty two fifty. But this oh. is only because Nico oh, missed I a missed couple a weeks. week. Yeah, or two. You guys also weren't doing the cash last time I was on. Yep. 
And then, I wonder how I would have. I think I would be doing okay. Austin you did have up. Rose. He I, had Rose. I had right. Rose one week. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, yeah, you might won. be doing okay. The week she won. No, you. No, oh, the week before. No, you had. The I US, picked her for the U.S. Open, but it was the week she moved up to LPGA. Right, right, right. That's uh, an L. Yeah, you're right. Austin is up twelve hundred ninety-three dollars, wow. and Kyle DeSilva is down twenty-four fifty. Freaking wow, Austin awesome. with a sizable lead. Yeah. He has and these matchup things that, and he just he literally does kill the matchup. He won like two grand on Alex Noren betting against him. Yeah, <laughs> he does have some nuts matchups. Could be yeah, another business line for Austin Amaya. Yeah, just, yeah. Hey. If he was a betting man, I mean, he'd be up. Tell him about it. All right. Well, let's take one more break and let's come back to and do the leaderboard. We're back with the leaderboard. This is our version of the draft. And whenever we have guests here, we allow them to pick the subject of the leaderboard. And so this week, it will be Ryan Tetrault. Ryan, what is the subject of the draft? Most overrated players of all time. Of all time? All time, baby. All right, Ryan. You get the first pick. Undoubtedly, it is Luke Donald. Ooh. Yep. Consistently was a short and crooked hitter. Yep. He managed to get to number one in the world in the Tiger era, which is remarkable in its own right. How he did it, I have no idea. Never <laughs> won a major. Never improved himself physically to the point where he increased his distance. Yep. It was just this fluke occurrence where he spent, you know, 40-plus weeks at world number one. It was truly shocking. He he did gain, I remember seeing this on the golf track, he gained like 12 yards over like a four-year four year span. Which is pretty big. Pretty big. Pretty big. And so that they're like, that's pretty much the only way he got to number one, but he's still getting outdriven by Rory by like 35 yards. Right. But I remember the Honda Classic, or I think, no, not the Honda Classic. What, there was one event where he hit a five iron on the last hole to like two feet. And that was just how he, he would do it. Just chip and putt, or wedge and putt and iron play his way. But I agree with you. Very that's a good overrated. pick. That's, good that's pick, a great yeah. pick. I had yeah. him in mind. I love Luke, but that's a good pick. Yeah. All right. Which way should we go? You pick Ryan. Cole. All right, we'll Let's go towards Cole. Uh, I'm going Nick Faldo. Ooh, wow. Overrated? What? Yeah. I'm going overrated. Interesting. I like that. No one was picking that. Overrated. What? I mean, listen to him in the announcer's booth. It'd be like, the way you hit a draw is like this, and it's never how you hit a draw. <laughs> that's that's why. And then they, every year at the Masters, they show how he won his Masters, and it's a guy missing a two-footer on 10. <laughs> What well, a champion. <laughs> I see why you would pick that, but yeah, I don't know. I think he was pretty good. Like He won six majors. Yeah, yeah. but th- did he deserve all of them? He might have not have deserved the one-footer, but <laughs> you're saying, that was only you're one. he backed into some of those majors. Yeah, yeah he did. Was, Fair enough. Yeah, I think it was only two, though, that he kind of backed into. That's two more than most major winners. <laughs> all right. Fair. My number one pick is a heartbreaker. It's Fred Couples. Ooh. Ooh. Most overrated. Pretty good pick. He won Augusta, and he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that ball should have gone in the ball. water. It was a good bounce 12. he got. It was, it was a good bounce he got. Yeah. Most people get a bad bounce there, and that goes in the water, and he doesn't win. And he has 15 tour wins, which is less than Davis Love the third. That's not a ton of guys. That's a good pick. Greg. That was Norman. a very good pick. Is he just, he's the most popular guy. So. Yeah. Smooth swing. Less than Greg Norman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Rory McIlroy reminded us of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Nico. 
Uh, most overrated of all time, I'm going with the old Tom Morris. <laughs> How do you feel about young Tom Morris? Tom Morris. The old Tom Morris. Old Tom Morris. Yeah. What, what about and, Tom Morris? Um, I really don't think he did anything other than just being really old and kind of kind of got golf on its map. That's about it. <laughs> you know, I looked it up and he played 36 British Opens is what they or what their British Open was at the time. And he only won four of them. So one out of nine. <laughs> That's, that's a lot of British good. Open. That's a lot of British I thought you were going to say zero or something. He was 4-36, and 36 and the competition was maybe like 10 guys, is my guess. Yeah, that's fair. Damn, 36 years straight? I mean, I don't know if it was straight. I don't know what the stat I mean, was. That in itself has to be a record, yeah. I mean, this they, guy sounds awesome now that you bring him so up. He was so old that it was probably nine holes. Who knows? It was nine probably... Nine holes. It, or 17 holes. They had some janky number back then, I remember. So the old Tom Morris, you know, all he did was make golf a little popular and had some good golf courses in my mind. Now I think he's underrated. Yeah, this guy sounds dope. <laughs> no, do your research. That's wrong. <laughs> he's can overrated. A, can we do an old Tom Morris appreciation episode? Yeah, next? A, if you want to talk yeah. about young Tom Morris, then I don't know. He might be <laughs> underrated. All right. Well, what's your second pick, Nico? Oh, I'm going again. Snake okay, draft. perfect. I'm glad I'm going again because I'm picking Adam Scott. Ooh. Good pick. Yeah, and I thought people go. would pick that quick, so I'm glad I got that second. Good pick. And yeah, he's just, you know, he, he has one major, one Masters win. I don't know how many PGA Tour events he has, but he should be definitely way more in in all aspects. And it's it's sad to see, but yeah, he's he's pretty overrated. And I love Adam Scott too, so pains me to say it. My second pick is not going to be a popular pick. It's Michelle Wee. Overrated. Damn it. Great pick. Great pick. Great overrated pick. You're right, right from under the rug. Don't have much more to say. Yeah. Cole? I mean, yeah, Michelle Wee was going to be one of mine, but Damn. luckily I've thought of backups. There you go. Uh, Mo Norman. Ooh. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Yep. And then I looked it up, and he won on the Canadian Tour 55 times. Yeah, the yeah. Canadian Tour. I could do that. Because I don't... <laughs> <laughs> they you're, can't play eight months out of the year up there. It's not that you're impressive. You're me a lot of Mo. <laughs> yeah. Got real Mo energy. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Colin Mo. Colin Mo. <laughs> you could did run they, Canada. Did, did Mo, what did Mo have? He had autism. He yeah. had autism. Yeah. Or Asperger's or one of those. One, one of those, yeah. 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 One Maybe of the straightest little, hitters of all time. Maybe a little yeah. bit of yeah. both. But after, a little bit of both, probably. Yeah. But after probably. the quote where he's like, oh, someone said driver wedge, so I hit a wedge, then a driver. I'm like, you're not a good golfer. <laughs> you're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, some course he, management. He here. had his corks, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had a guy at the range who idolized Mo. Oh, oh, my no. gosh. There's right. always one of them. Forgot. <laughs> like to teach the swing, just like Mo Norman, the same drill with the like left this. arm. Just like this. Just yeah, like this 2020. With the left arm. Like you yeah. Vertical drop, just like this. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. Ryan, your last two picks. Another Englishman on that list is Lee Westwood. Three runner-up finishes in majors. He had all the tools uh, opposite of Luke Donald. He was physically incredible, great ball striker, wasn't ever a great putter, but certainly good enough to get one of those majors over the finish line. Never could do so. Uh, in his defense, he was competing in Tiger's prime uh, when he was competing in all those majors. So nonetheless, Lee Westwood is on that list. If you had to put your money on someone to win a major during that time, were you putting your money on Lee Westwood 
or Chris DeMarco? Neither. VJ Singh. Mm-hmm. Well, VJ was going to win. Had to choose between guys who did Chris win for sure. DeMarco. DeMarco. DeMarco absolutely. Far. He was super, super gritty. Although uh, Lee was a little after Chris, wasn't he? Was he not? He was. Time bit. periods, but. Was he? Well, I mean, they were kind of, yeah, they were close, but because they Tiger won the British yeah. Open in six, Demarco finished second. I still think Tiger's eagle would have been a par, and the O five Masters yeah. was a playoff against Demarco, and Demarco's chip rimmed out. Right, right, and then Westwood lost to Tiger was at Torrey's O eight. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. They overlapped it a, a I, little I, bit, I guess, mm-hmm. like tail end of Demarco. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't remember Demarco after '08, really. Sure, but yeah, yeah to, to your point, yes. I mean, I would I would pick Chris Demarco over Lee Westwood, crazy. which is crazy to think about. Crazy to think about looking at their swings. And yeah, far yeah. less tools. Yep. Every single time Demarco hits it, I'm like, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's going right. And it's flagged. That he had, it's, just <laughs> it's flagged. flagged. He definitely had that like old school golfer. Oh yeah, definitely uh, way of playing. Yeah, him and Bob May for some of funny strokes too. They yeah. had them them dogs in them. Yep. All right, Ryan, your last pick? Ricky Fowler. Oh, damn it. Good too pick. early to tell. <laughs> Good really? pick. Guy a little early to tell, Guy that's yeah. gotten a lot of media coverage, obviously. Very he's, popular. He's a, Very popular. a fan favorite, fan favorite of the media. Just hasn't really performed uh, to the top of his capabilities. You know, formerly number one junior junior in the world, formerly a number one collegiate player in the world, yeah. and just hasn't gotten there uh, on the big stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came out with all orange and... Had the personality, but not the game. Yeah, How old it, is uh, BDR now? He's a little older than me, so 32 probably. Yeah. yeah. That's it? 32, 33 around there. Yeah. He's got the dad bot already, I'll tell you that. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's pretty young, though. Yeah. That's that's, what I'm I think it's he's like 34, time. to be honest. but There's no way. Really? There's no way, yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it All up, because right. 32, Cole? man. Natalie Golbus. Ooh. Great good pick, pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good Did pick. anyone ever think she was good? There was That's talk. a good point, too, it, though. It was kind of <laughs> like when... Um, when she was hot. Yeah, almost like Alex Morgan. When she came out, I was like, oh, oh. this new USA soccer player, though. And then like, she had right. one good game in World Cups, and then on that, it's been like, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, Natalie Goldis never, never won a major. Uh-uh. Yeah. But she was hot shit there in, like, what, mid-late 2000s? Many years, like a yeah. decade. Yeah. Yeah. She would probably have the biggest gallery at any LPGA event for a while right. and miss a lot of cuts, I'd bet. Absolutely. With the hammy putter. Do you remember the hammy split head oh, yeah. putter? Yeah. yeah. You know I who do uses that. that to this day? Spencer Levine. Spencer Levine. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he can't use the belly putter anymore. Oh, That's yeah. Right. The hammy lives on. That thing is <laughs> disgusting. By the way, Ricky Fowler is 34. Wow. That's, Crazy. That's kind of prime time. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not over till it's yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, as of now... I agree, overrated, but so is Roy he's Mackerel. got some time. If he gets a major, that conversation is totally out the window. So yeah. Ricky's uh, he's dancing on a fine line. Yes, yep. I agree. TBD, TBD for sure. He's got TBD five years for to BDR get it done. for a BDR. Yeah, five years. Yep. My last pick is Steph Curry. Whoa! What? Wow! What do you mean? Wow! What people think he could become a pro golfer? Oh, at golf. Yeah, yeah. You got to throw oh. Romo in that list too. I don't think people really think Romo can play professional yeah. golf. Like they uh, really think, think Steph that. Curry. I mean, yeah, because he played. Play. Uh, it was Web. dot com back when he played it, right? Yeah, he played. He and shot seventy two, eighty one. Yeah, that's right. He did shoot a seventy two. That was pretty that's impressive. impressive. Well, Steph made the cut at a Corn Ferry event. No, he did. not I'm talking about Steph. He shot seventy two, eighty one. Are you sure? He got a sponsor's exemption, but he missed. I'm the pretty cut. sure he made the cut in one. 
No, 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 no. He didn't even sniff it. There's no way an NBA player is making a cut on a corn tour event. I mean, our roommate, my name goes yeah. roommate, she loves Steph Curry, and she was like, I would be someone to golf if he makes it on the PGA Tour, and we're just like, that is not yeah. ever going to It's not happen. even in the cards. No. I mean, I will say, though, if he started playing, like, younger, yeah, he might If it was it. his sport from when he was yeah. a child, yeah. Like, for how little he oh, plays? yeah, for sure. Like, he's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he could he could honestly probably beat me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an incredible talent. Yeah. He's a plus no one, I think. He's a scratch. Yeah. Scratch plus one. But, but I mean, Rico Hoey just made it to the PGA Tour. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, like he's, he's a good Steph player. Steph Curry's not beating Rico Hoey. Oh, yeah, right. No, yeah, well, obviously. Like, yeah. Rico's an no incredible player week. and struggled to get there just now. Obviously, right. yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Curry it's, shoots 74, Mrs. Cut at web.com. Curry shoots 86, Mrs. Cut at web.com. Oh, damn. So for two. But he, like, Steph also kind of looks like a heck. Yeah. He's got this in inside backswing, over the top, casty move. He's tall, so he hits it far for mm, the golfer. Yeah. But it's definitely like, like a weak little fade. Yeah. And he, like, swing. pool fades everything. Like, he looks like a guy who has mastered the 30 handicap golf swing. Yeah, just playing over. Yeah, yeah he's kind of maxed out his golf ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he's a, he's a club like champion. Whereas, like Romo actually right. looks like he hits, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I he's see. He's a big saying. dude, first of all, and he hits these like short swing kind of hockey slap shot looking draws, and I kind of like it. But I agree. Steph Curry, overrated. Never is going to make it on the pro tours. Yeah, stop for it. Sure. Absolutely not. Stop it. Good he, pick. Yeah, it's a good like pick. It. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That He's that lucky they still have a pro-am section of the Pebble Beach tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he could play it. Is he too low of handicap? No, I think it's during the NBA season. Yeah, he never plays uh, that. Yeah. That yeah, must be yeah, yeah, it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. No basketball player usually plays that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you if he requests with the NBA and the PGA Tour that he wants to play it. They would work together. They would work together to get two days off. And do off. some kind of like partnership the, promo. Make the next game a home game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he should do that. right there. He's right there. But then there's so many like things you have to do during the pro am that he wouldn't be able to do. Right. Yeah. But all the media. Well, maybe they yeah. they might have uh, lessened that now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're only for him, only two rounds. Now. For him, they'll do anything. True. All right, Nico, your last pick and the last pick of this leaderboard for the most overrated golfer of all time, or most overrated golfers in history, is man on that Steph Curry pick. I kind of want to say J.R. Smith. I got your wheels turning. Yeah, you changed my mind on that one. Can who, I give you my original pick? Yeah, who's your original? Because it was a pretty good pick too. Sergio Garcia. That's a way better pick. Yeah, Sergio Garcia. That's fantastic. All right, I thought that too, but yeah, Jr. Smith came to me too. So Sergio overrated. Garcia. Yeah, how many times Sergio Garcia? He does have a Masters, but how many times? And a players was one like and the players. Maybe um, he yipped his way to that Masters victory. I don't know if you remember that though. Clawed what? his way, just he yipped clawed it his around. way, but he made a bunch of putts, didn't he? No, he just hit it close. He literally, he really? he literally yipped it in every. Putt. All I remember is he made that putt to win, right? And he shanked it in the hole. What? Yeah, it, I mean, it just looked terrible. Like he toed, <laughs> freaking clawed it in on on like the last hole, and in general against Justin Rose. But, How many wins does Sergio Garcia have? I mean, he's got a good amount of wins, but he I should have way more career. PGA Tour victories, eleven. That's not that many. That's not that many. It's not and that he's many. been playing since he was a little kid. 18? No, yeah. 18, yeah. 19. Maybe, yeah, 18. I mean, he came on tour right after Tiger pretty much, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. During Tiger. And During he's younger Tiger, than Tiger. Yeah. But I mean, like, Tiger, Tiger started, what, 97? And then Sergio yeah. was, what, like, 99? Yeah, yeah Medina was exactly. 99. Yeah. The eyes closed, cut two, five yeah. iron, two iron, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. on that part yeah. five. I mean, he just, he should have, I mean, he's such a good ball striker. Yep. Obviously, mm-hmm. his putting is not that great. I think his short game's decent. Great driver of the ball. He should have at least one more major. I mean, mental sure. game's terrible. Yeah. Mental game's terrible. He was definitely, he fell victim to the Tiger effect. That too. For sure. He was in a bad era. Yeah. I loved Sergio until he started complaining at Carnoustie. Do you guys remember that? He does complain a lot. Yeah. He hit the flag stick in the playoff and was like, everyone else, when it's the flag stick, it either goes in the hole or it just goes right next to it. Mine goes off the green. Padre That's got him twice. He got him at the PGA too. Yeah. 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 Padre, Padre could be up there for underrated. Yeah, golfers. I agree. Definitely. He's he got three majors. Podrick Bender, I don't really understand. Podrick is yeah. fantastic. Podrick's, I mean, he's a goat. Yeah, I agree. And Hall I did. I thought he was back to being just straight goat, but he's he backed into two majors. Yeah. He has three majors, yeah. Kind of most underrated, yeah. Yep. Worst fist pump of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. The 20-footer on the PGA. The double pump. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> Well, that was a bad balance podcast. Thank you, Cole. Thank you, Ryan. And thank Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for having us. Love you guys.